welcome to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast, where we talk about how to create and maintain healthy habits with our fitness, nutrition, and overall well-being. This is a place where you can come to get real life, health, and fitness advice from a busy working mama who has a passion for helping others find their way to health and happiness. We're all in this crazy journey together, so why not lean on and lift each other up in the process? Imagine what it would feel like starting your day with a really easy to make, energy boosting, fat burning, but yummy smoothie. If that sounds like your jam, I've got you covered. I have the ultimate smoothie making guide for you. It is totally free. I've got four of my go-to smoothie recipes in there. So make sure, click the link in the show notes and grab that smoothie making guide. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so stoked to have a special guest on the podcast today. I would love to introduce my dear friend, Taryn Conwell. Taryn, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, Jessica, thanks so much for having me today. I host the Undomestic Mom podcast, where I am helping millennial moms carve out more time for themselves, um, just through finding uh, balance with their partner in the house, helping them get a little bit of affordable paid childcare, and then also like decluttering their calendar. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we have a tendency to just pack it in and then we later regret that. So I, yeah, so I talk all about those sort of things in different ways you can, um, you know, not be necessarily be a people pleaser, hold your own time boundaries. And um, I have three kids myself. So my oldest is seven and a half, my middle is five, and my youngest is two. Um, and I married to my high school sweetheart. So we've been together for a million years. Um, he works outside of the home full-time and then I work part-time inside the home. And I also have like taking care of my children. Now the two oldest are in school full-time, but I'm still home with a toddler. So I always find that to be important to know because whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I always want to hear like what their exact right now today situation is like with like children work, things like that. So, and we live in the suburbs of Chicago. Yes. It's so true. It's like, I want to hear the nitty gritty. I want to hear like, how many kids do you have? How old are they? Are they in school? How are you staying sane? Like what? Yes. Yes. Cause it's, I mean, it's different as time goes on and next year, my youngest will be, it'll just be half day preschool, but he'll go every day. And I know that's going to completely like change the game for me. It's going to be different, you know, and then in two more years when he goes to school full-time, oh, then who, who will I even be <laughs> all this free time? It's, a, yeah. it is going to be a big game changer, especially for you, him being your third, right? Yes. How, you already yes. have two outside the house, but when they are all in some kind of structured daycare, preschool school, like something yes. for us to have these little windows of time or big windows of time that we can just do what fills up our cup. And I know that's yes. so much of what you speak to. That's so much of what I speak to about how can we, you know, take care of our bodies, our minds, our spirits, take care of ourselves and like fill us up because there's so much more to us than like just mom life, you know, yes. and it's yes. really easy as a mom to just kind of lose yourself. Right. And it's just so important for anybody listening, whether you're a mom or not, right. Like whatever happens in your life to remember to get back to the basics, like what fills up your cup, how can you stay regulated? How can you stay sane? And, um, it's going to be a game changer when, when the little one's out of school or out of the house for, for a while. I'm very excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) Just for me to have two in real school, like elementary school is the word I'm looking for right now. Oh my God. Like game changer. Cause this is your first year with that, right? Like, yes. My youngest just went to kindergarten. So like literally seven 30, my husband walks into the bus stop and then I have until 4 PM almost. I'm like, what what is this life? Like, I've done my time. Yes. Right. (laughs) I can't wait. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how did you get started with the undomestic mom? Like where and when did you kind of start launching and building this brand? Yes. Yeah. So it started off actually as just a mommy blog, um, back in 2018, 
I believe um, my oldest was three. My oldest had just turned three. And then my middle, I, she was like seven or eight months at the time. And for me, it was a need to, at the time I stayed home with my girls and I also was running um, a home daycare. So I watched a couple other kids part. It was part-time, which was nice. I still had, you know, some days where I just had my own kids, but I was just, my whole life all of a sudden was just children. And like being, you know, in the, you know, of course, people who need daycare, their kids were all under five. So I was just constantly with little babies or toddlers, essentially. And I noticed myself every night I would cook dinner and every night I would ask my husband, Sean, I'd be like, how was that dinner? Because I do love to cook. That's like a passion of mine. But like, I, I would be like, so I was just like, so thirsty for any sort of validation. Mm. And I was like, huh, how's that dinner? You know, I'm like, I mean, like, it's like a frozen pizza. I swear. I was like, how, how was that? He's like, it's, it's good. Same as it always is, you know? And, um, we, we started kind of getting into these arguments and he went. And so one day he finally said to me, he's like, I cannot be your only source of accolades. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, that's so true. Like I can be a stay at home mom. I, and that's great. But at the end of the day, like the, you know, my kids aren't going to give me, they're little, right? Like one day, hopefully they'll be like, you were the greatest mom. And you know, my seven-year-old says that now, but like, they're not going to give me the accolades I need and like the building me up and the like, you know, he lives in a, in a world where he's out of the office and it's always with working with people who are like, they, he, he's in outsource IT. So he fixes people's computer problems for a living. So he's constantly, oh, thank you so much. You know, like they're like the IT co guy comes in and they're like, yes, they're like, no yes he's our savior. He fixed my computer. <laughs> I'm back on the internet. So he, you know, but he was just kind of trying to relay to me, like, you've got, there's got to be something else. And so I had a friend who had a blog. Um, she had ran the Chicago Marathon. And so she kind of blogged her journey with that. And I found it really interesting. Like, I just liked it. Like, you know, and then she, and then when she finished the marathon, she kind of turned into like a healthy living blog to be like a, as a business, as a, you know, so that's what I did. I just was like, how'd you start this? And she kind of helped me. And I just started this blog and I wrote about initially just all sort of things I wrote about. Like I had recipes up there. I had things about meal planning. I had things about activities I was doing with my kids. I had articles about being a stay-at-home mom. And then the thing that at that point was really resonating with people was meal planning, like the mm -hmm. meal planning and then the recipes for people are like, we need more of this. So it kind of evolved into that. And I did that until the pandemic. So I, you know, it was all out of us. Mom was lots of um, different ways to meal plan. And then a lot of cookbook reviews and then my own recipes basically is what it was. And, but when the pandemic hit, I realized that what I was struggling with was like the how to find time for myself in a new way. Cause you know, all the things I used to utilize were gone. Um, and so I started kind of just dabbling. I, I would do this thing on Instagram called uh, Sunday share. So I was like, kind of like dabbling in it. And then I'd share different thing, a little bit here and there. And my blogging coach at the time was just like, this seems like really lighting you up. Like if this is where you want to go, like you should follow it. I don't know. I was like always afraid of the pivot. Sometimes you feel, I don't know, like it feels a little bit like, oh, are people going to be like, what now you're talking about self-care? Like, uh, so I, but I did, I did. And I've loved it ever since. And I feel like it's such an important topic for moms to talk about, because I do think one of the things I think happens is moms constantly say and this is on the internet and this is in real life they will perpetuate this world of oh yeah I never get any time to myself mm. oh yeah I only got five minutes to myself you know and I wanted to like I don't know defeat that narrative like I wanted to normalize moms needing more than just five minutes of themselves a day and um so that kind of became where everything kind of went from there of just like guys, we deserve more than five minutes in a 24 hour period. Like, can we not, you know? And so, and then the whole, like the trope of, I don't know if it's a trope or what, but of mom staying up super late and being exhausted because they want that time to themselves and they only get mm -hmm. time to themselves when their kids are in bed. And so I just kind of wanted to like, you know, shake things up, I guess, in that way and tell moms like there is, there are other ways to live that you are, still getting the sleep you need. 
you're still a wonderful mother, but you're also fulfilling like the things you want in life to have, like, this is your life. This is your one and only life. So Mm -hmm. like, don't let it pass you by. Mm, That's so good. And that's so true. And I love what you said that something that stuck out to me was about how, if you are telling yourself, I don't have enough time. And that is the narrative that you are believing. What do you think you're putting out into the universe? And what do you think is going to come back to you? Not enough time. So like just the notion, I mean, just that little nugget alone is, you know, it's so important for us to realize like time is time is fleeting. Time is crucial. Time is limited, but you deserve that time. And if you keep saying like, there's never enough time, I don't have time. I don't have time. Then that's, what's going to come back to you. So I love that you're creating space and that you are kind of like stripping this narrative of what mom life has been in the past. And like, how are some ways that you can create time and create space for yourself and also like, it'd be like, PS, this is not selfish, you know, right. like this exactly. is a necessity. And I don't know, I don't know if it's like just me coming online to it, or if it's our whole generation, like me and you, this like millennial mom age that we are becoming like woke to this, but it's, it just feels like it's, it's an uprising of mm-hmm. mental health, of taking care of me, of putting myself first and, and it feels good. And it's like, I'm, I'm freaking here for it. Like it makes me, I feel like a fire, like coming up on the inside, you know? And it's like, there, we need more women like you who are telling moms, like, it is okay. This is what you need. It doesn't make you selfish. Like ask for what you need, ask for this help, take care of yourself because you're right. This is the only body we have. This is the only life we have. And I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, that's it. I think you you need to hear people say it so that you, if you do live in a vacuum, if you're surrounded by a bunch of people who operate in that, like, always busy, never have time for themselves, like, I just want to be, like, a little, if I get a little inch in to be some voice, like, you don't, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm curious. This is a question that, which if y'all don't know, Taryn has a podcast and she interviewed me not too long ago and she had a really awesome question that she asked me. So I want to flip the script and ask you the same question of really, what is something that you're prioritizing in your life right now? And then the flip side, what's on the back burner? Cause we have to kind of as moms, right? Like prioritize. So what does that look like for you right now? Yeah. So, um, I, and I, yeah, like this, when this question, I like researched different questions. And I, when I read that, I was like, yes, that is perfect because I exactly, I want to know what other moms, if something is being prioritized, there has to be something on the back burner. Like they, it can't all be up here, you know? Yes. Thank you Um, for saying that too. Like it can't, all the balls can't be in the air. Like exactly. Yes. 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 And so, uh, prioritizing right now is for me, the, like my nuclear family. So the five of us who live in this in this house. So that's me, that's my husband and my three kids. Our well-being at at this moment in time is like paramount to anything else. So um I just if there's the school needs help or uh my mother-in-law needs help or my sister needs help, you know, if it if it's going to negatively impact the five of us, it's going to have to be a no for right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you know, there, there's, a, there could be some creativity and like, what can I do to help you? Cause there's someone else I can help ask or, you know, but right now having three little kids, my husband's getting his MBA and it's a lot. And so I just like, I have to reserve energy for them first. Um, and so the back burner is I used to be the person who everyone went to for, mm-hmm any sort of, you know, like I need a little, like I need someone to watch my kid for a little bit. I need someone to, uh, I need a shoulder to cry on. I need somebody, you know, I'm the person who, who like I'm in therapy. So then I tend to be the therapist a lot of times to my friends. Um, and that has had to be really put on the back burner. Um, and, and just, know that it's not forever, but in this phase of my life right now, like my kids need me a lot. My husband needs me a lot and I need me like, and and then I need to reserve some self, some time for myself. Cause Mm -hmm. I used to just, if I was, if I had all this going on and then I was like, well, I guess I just won't do that. I just won't do that. You know, I won't do things. And I'm just like, no, I have to have this time for myself or else I'm going to be miserable. So, um, 
yeah, so I think the other people who don't live in this house have had to get a little bit less of me. And uh, I'm okay with that for, like I said, it's a season of life. And I don't think, I think like my truest friends and the people who love me would not say like, oh yeah, we think T's being a terrible friend or sister, you know, they, they understand. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely less than it used to be. I think it's really important for people to like take in. And, and this is something that I have had to learn to do is like, for me, if you ask me something, like if you need a favor, if you need help, if you invite me to something like it's taken so much therapy and so much inner work to be able to say no. Right. Like, and I always say like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Like I am learning about my human design. I make decisions with my gut, my sacral chakra, which is that like intuitive, like yes or no, like that is how I am designed to operate and not being afraid to say no, right? Like if this is going to drain me, pull me away from something, if this, if I'm not going to leave that, whatever that is feeling better than when I entered that situation, I'm not going to do it. Right. And I think that's yes. just something, if you come from like people pleasing or perfectionism, or if you're an Enneagram to helper or, you know, any of those things, right? Like it's really hard for some people to say no. And when you say no, I'm sorry. When you say yes to everything else, you're kind of saying no to yourself. Right. Which, I mean, it's pretty sad if you think about it. Yes, no, for sure. And it's, it's, so what's so funny is, yeah, when we talked, when we did the interview for my podcast, I think that was two weeks ago and you had said that, you know, like if it's right now, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I did, I had two things kind of pop up and your thoughts were literally in my brain because I didn't want to do them. One was very late at night and I do not like late at night. Um, I just don't, I know I'm going to regret it. It's going to get to literally it's like a concert thing that starts at 10 PM and I am uh-huh. like 10 PM. What? Excuse me? Is this raw? You know? Um, and I did, you know, and I have some really awesome, fun friends who again, aren't in the current phase of life. I'm in with the, a lot of my friends, kids are a little bit older. You know, they still don't have the top. They always forget that we, you know, my son's nickname is brother. We call him, we all call him brother. And they're like, Oh, I forgot about brother. You know, like the, again, the ones who get it once you pass it. And I get it once you're past toddler, you're like, but I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm getting run right now. And my husband is back at school. So like we got a lot. And I just, I was like, I just, I, I gotta say no to that because mm-hmm. I don't really want to say yes anyway. <laughs> Yes, um, yes. And yeah, so yeah, I completely agree. And it, it is hard, but then you feel, once I said it, I was like, oh, phew. okay, like good. Mm-hmm. I feel, but I don't have that looming over that I'm going to have to like either cancel at the last minute, which I really hate to do because I like to be somebody who is not, I like to have integrity. Um, and not that you can't flake. I, I think people should always have the, you know, the opportunity to be like, this really does not feeling good to me to do. Like, don't push yourself all the time. But I really feel strongly about just saying no from the get-go. Like, mm. don't say yes if you know you're going to regret it. And so, yeah, I'm glad you said that to me because I'm just like, got to keep that in top of mind right now. Yes, because it is. It's a season of life and seasons change and our lives will change. And it won't always be like this forever. Exactly. But, yes. You know, yes. But you and- have to honor the season of life that you are in, whatever that looks like. Right. Exactly. Yes, for sure. Well, speaking of seasons, we're recording this in the fall. It's October, which is arguably my favorite month, maybe behind December. I don't know. (laughs) My favorite month too. When the fall, when the seasons change, like fall tends to just get busy for mamas and for families, right? Like you've got more things happening in school. You've got more parties, more events. You have the holidays, you have this, you have that. Like what are some things that you are doing to protect your time, protect your energy and like make sure you still have you know, time for what's important to you. Yeah. So what, that's a great question because it's, it's so true. And I think, um, again, in the past, I would have had a tendency to just keep saying yes until I literally like could and like until the calendar was so packed, I couldn't say no. And again, then have those moments of like dreading going or canceling at the last minute, like not being not being the character of person I want to be essentially. So what I'm doing now is one of, well, one of the things like I'm trying to intentionally leave white space in my calendar. And what that looks like is when a a one weekend plan is made, that is the only plan that is made. That's the only thing that we're going to write down. Doesn't mean that's not 
going to be the only thing that can happen. But, you know, if we're going to have Sunday night dinner at my in-laws house and we're right and we're definitely, you know, we don't want to cancel. We're definitely going to go to that. That's the only thing. The rest of the weekend might get filled in with some last minute plans. I've become a big fan over the past. I don't honestly, at some point in the pandemic, I became a really big fan of last minute plans. You know, if we find ourselves on a Saturday and we're just going to, as a family, go to the zoo and like text some of my friends. Hey, do you guys have anything going on? You want to meet us at the zoo? You know what I mean? Or uh, whatever sort of things we might do. And same with just you know, I'll play, Hey, do you want to meet me at Panera tonight at six? You know, like, Oh, like, you know, once our husbands get home, Hey, like, do you want them to take over and we can just like meet for, uh, you know, a decaf coffee and like hang out for a little bit, but not having it on the calendar where again, it's creating this sense of, Oh, I have so much going on. I'm so busy. It's very much of like, Tuesday rolling around. Maybe I've been stuck inside with the kids for several days in a row. Maybe they're sick and I haven't gotten out. And I'm like, oh, I'm really craving some interaction with my friends and like shooting them a quick text message. And like, 99% of the time, be like, yeah, sure. We'd love to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's something is to just really intentionally leave that white space in your calendar. Um, and then another thing we do is we don't sign our kids up for a ton of activities. Because, uh, and it's, and I know everyone's different. Some people really thrive in that. You know, one of my best friends is she needs her kids to be in activities. Like that is for her where she's mentally healthy, like doing the things every day. We have this, we we go to this, like she loves it. But if you are somebody who doesn't love it, (laughs) then I I challenge you to maybe like cut down just one even, Um, you know, my girls are in. Girl Scouts, and I am actually the leader of their Girl Scout troop. So that adds its own little element to things I have to do. And right now, that's the only like yearly thing they really have. We do like one off, you know, they have like maybe an art class that runs for a month or something, but I take that as it comes. And when my friends are like, you got to join up for T ball, like that always, all my friends' kids are on T ball and they, they're like, oh, it's so fun that's not fun for me. Cause it meets three times. It's like, you know, it's, it's only for a couple of months, but it's like three to four times a week. And I'm like, Oh, that is just, I don't want to have that two months of that. So um, yeah. I mean, I think when my kids get a little bit older and they're, they're more asking for those things, it'll be different, but for right now, and hopefully I'll, I'll be in a different headspace cause my kids won't be as young. Yes. But um, yeah, right now it's just really not, you know, my kids are not, I, I have friends whose, whose kids are in three sports and then maybe three other non-sport at all times and I am just like I don't I don't I can't oh my gosh so yeah I think that following what you want to do and not what the rest of the world wants you to do as far as your kids activities um and then yeah leaving that intentional white space like I said in the calendar can be really it's hard it's hard because, you know, if I say yes to this, okay, let's say we're going to go to my in-laws in a couple of weeks for dinner. And someone else asked me to do something on that Saturday. Like I've got to want to say yes, but I know I'm not, I'm going to not that weekend. I just have to know myself. So I'll tend to say like, ah, can we like, can this be a loose plan? Can we circle back the day before, you know, like I like to just see if it's flexible. And then sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes people are like, nope, I need an RSVP or no, if you're not in, I'm going to do something that I totally understand. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. And to that, and one more thing I will say about that is I also stopped and the pandemic really helped this because it kind of just disappeared, but I stopped feeling obligated to go to the events in life that you don't really want to go to, but you feel Mm. like you should like cousin's baby shower or wedding shower or, uh, you know, cousin's random 10th birthday I now I'm just like what's your Venmo and I like that let me just I'll send you a gift yes <laughs> and it's so funny because oh, you know people are like you know they go, thank you so they at the, here's the thing and this might be controversial was like at the end of the day the brides and the new mom like they don't really care if you come or not they want the people there who want it you know I feel like the older family who's like really excited all that thus moms in active motherhood we don't need to be there when I, and again, five years from now, maybe I'll be back on the baby shower, wedding shower circuit. But for right now, I'm going to Venmo you a gift. I'll see you at the wedding. I'll see you when that baby nugget gets here. But all the leading up to things, um, if it's not, you know, it's just, I, I could fill my entire calendar with those, you know, and again, Absolutely. that's where it leaves me burned out. I, I'm, I'm so here for this. Like, I don't care if you, if it's controversial or not, like, I mean, 
if you can't have a backbone and say no to things, like you are not living your own life. Like I know there, yes. I said it period. Like there are things that yes, we quote unquote have to go to, I think, but I mean, but really like, yeah, really? I mean, the, the notion of white space in your calendar is brilliant. Like who could, who could benefit from that? I mean, I have the same rule, but mine is not the same weekend, but the same day. Like, so okay, yeah. if it's going to be like a big outing, like we're going to go to the pumpkin patch and it's an hour away and we're going to be exhausted and we have to pack lunches and snacks. Like that is the only thing we're doing that day. Right. Or if we're going to go out on the lake and we're going to be exhausted when we get home, like don't ask me to come to dinner that night because it right. will be a no, or don't ask me if I want to go take the kids to dinner. Cause it's going to be a no, right? Like I need one thing only. And if it's a big thing, then yes, it will probably be the only thing we do that weekend. Um, I, I know too many people, too many mom friends of mine that are just like, well, we had this in the morning and then we had this at two, we had this in the yes. evening and we have date night tonight. And I'm like, I would be asleep in the car at seven 30. Like, how can you have a date night after three things? And I know sometimes it happens, right? Like sometimes your kids, you know, their two best friends have birthday parties yes. on the same flipping day. I'm like, y'all, right. can we not coordinate this? <laughs> right. Like it's going to happen sometimes, but for yes. me to stay sane, totally agree with the white space. And I, even in the last minute plans, oh my God, me and my best friend have become like experts at this. She and I go way back to college and our kids are about the same age. We can't make plans in advance because someone gets freaking sick right. the day before we're yes. supposed to. I don't tell my kids anything yes. anymore. I don't no. say we're going to Disney. I don't say <laughs> Mimi's coming over. This fires me up. Like I don't tell them anything until we're in the fucking car about to go there. Like, yes, period. Yes. <laughs> Because it could fall apart or you're going to get asked 30 times a day until it happens. Or we're going to get COVID the day before. Yes. Like Jesus. I mean, like literally I've, I've seen it all. I have experienced, I have had trips canceled. I have had, you know, like we've all lived through it with this pandemic, but me and my bestie are like, Hey, I'm going to the park in 20 minutes. Do you want to just throw on a bra and meet me there? We're like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. Best friend, uh, the best friendships. I and that is yes. I live for those plans. Like very, just like sort of like last minute. And I again, prior to the pandemic, I was not that person. I was like to the hilt planned. Um, but yeah, now it's very much just like very wet. Hey, do you want to do this? Let's cool. Let's go. Like, and if and if not, cool. Maybe we'll try again. You know, next week or in a couple of days. You know, like exactly. Yeah. And understanding the no, right? Like understanding, yeah, but like totally. you don't have to tell me a reason if you're just like thank you so much for inviting me. But like, I just need some space tonight. Like I just, I just can't. And like, I'm like, dude, yes. like, I get it. No worries. You know, and right. appreciating that. And I think those are some beautiful things that have come out of the pandemic. Like what a great way to like add some silver lining to what was a really, really hard, tragic, really rough couple of years for all of us. Like there totally. are some things that have come out of it that are not so bad, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. really have been. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, I wanted to dig into something with you. Um, a lot of moms I work with, I do health coaching, right? So we're working on like building healthy habits. We're working on nutrition. We're working on meal planning. We're working out, you know, when can we work out and how can we move our bodies? And as a mom, we know that's really, really tough to make the time. You're not going to find time. You have to make the time for it. So what are some ways that you do that for yourself to learn how to either create the time, make the time, um, to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's exact. Yeah. I completely agree. It's, it's very hard. I don't ever like to say it's easy. I think it is, uh, really just about, uh, yeah, the priorities, but also, I like to say like think outside the box because I do think a lot of times it's like the status quo of it all feels like oh, where in this where in this day or week could I fit it and you look at your calendar you're like well no not in this week we gotta take some things out like we gotta we gotta rework it you're right I'm not just gonna I can't just create time out of thin mm, air not yet uh, Too bad. we right. can't manifest that yet right right <laughs> and I also don't want moms either you know, staying up until 2am or waking up at 4am to try and get like all the things done because they feel like they can't do it. So for me, one of the things I do is, and we have done this, I mean, since my oldest, I want to say since she was six months old, I mean, she was pretty young and we have continued to do this is 
I clock out of motherhood every night at the latest by 6 p.m. So I do not do bath time at my house. I do not do bedtime at my house. I don't even know the routine. If Sean's out of town, I'm like, okay, where's the notes you left me? And then I'm still doing it wrong because I am the morning. I'm the morning shift in this house. So my kids are early risers and they get up and my husband doesn't have to get up for work as early as they wake up. So we have just kind of, so it's not like I'm just, you know, like I, I'm, I'm just never doing bath time and you always have to do it. No, the way we've just kind of made it work is that like, I'm up with them in the morning and then I'm, you know, with them all day. And when he comes home from work, he's on and I'm like, see ya, gotta go. And so I know when you, and I were working together last year. And then also, you know, as I've continued to do it, I will like, I like to ride my bike, like an actual bike. I remember when I first told you about it, you're like, like a Peloton. I'm like, no, like an actual. <laughs> um, so I like to ride my bike. And uh, so I'll, that's just like, he comes home and then, you know, we'll maybe chat for 15 minutes. Maybe he and I eat dinner together sometimes. Um, and then I would just like, okay, I'm going to go like ride my bike. I'm going to go do whatever exercise I want to do. Or maybe I meet with a friend. You know, I'm like, I'm meeting up with Katie at Panera. We're going to get a coffee and hang out, you know. So having that, because again, as you know, in motherhood, there's so much inconsistency with kids getting sick and this and that. It's nice to know every night, like, I'm done. And then he, and then he's also on duty for the wake ups, you know, or he's, he's like, we say monitor duty. Cause you know, we still have a toddler. So he come, when he comes to bed, he's a night owl and he comes to bed around 1am, he turns the monitor on. It's on my side of the bed, but I leave it off and he has the second monitor downstairs. So he's on monitor duty until about 1am, which means that yes, if the girls wake up and they need a glass of water or that's putzing around with the bedtime or the toddler wakes up for whatever reason, you know, at 11pm and he's like, Oh, I had to find his binky or whatever. I don't have to do it. And then when he goes to bed, he knows he doesn't have to do it. You know, he turns yeah. it on and then I'm, you know, I'm the next shift. And so I think that is, a, a, is something that he and I have always just kind of done well is really dividing certain parts of our, of our life in that way. And that means that he and I, during the week, effectively, we really do not parent together. We just really don't. We don't. I, and that's just how our life looks right now. We don't really eat dinner. I, we feed the kids earlier than he gets home from work. We, you know, it just doesn't look like that. On the weekends, however, we're like always together. Again, my kids aren't in activities. We're not always going to like this, that, and the other thing. So we are park, zoo, pumpkin patch, you know, all those things. We're always doing that. This park going out to dinner like I mean and now the pandemic we're starting to take the toddler out to dinner because he the other two went out to dinner all the time and now it's like oh you've never done this before <laughs> okay she's like taking our order I'm like and can you bring the check because we might have to dash at any point so let me just okay. pay you. um but yeah so we so we like to just do it unconventionally in that way and then have our time together on the weekends and then he and I take usually two Sundays a month we have the sitter come from like 3 p.m to 7 p.m which also people always laugh at uh but it's prime waking hours of my children by the end of the weekend that they we want to spend with each other without the kids yes um and we don't like I said we do it about two Sundays a month and so then he and I can have like our reconnection time during that and like actually like hang out we like to go do things together like mini golf or go take a hike or like have fun um and then throughout the week if I am not if it's still not enough time I do use some paid child care whether it's my babysitter whether it's my mother's helper who's a little bit younger and that's more affordable um or it's my I do have a nanny who uh I use about 10 hours a week um, were her second family. So she has another family that she's works for. And then, uh, I kind of get like whatever days throughout the month, she's not working for them. So I, I, I let childcare be part of my village. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I don't, and I know other people, maybe they're like, Oh yeah, I have my mom or my sister. We don't have that. We don't really have any free family childcare available to us. Uh, we do when we go out of town, when he and I take trips together, we will, you know, we have to call in our family for reinforcements, but for the most part, everyone in our family works. No one's retired yet. No, you know, they're, they're tired too. <laughs> so we utilize the paid childcare and we don't, we don't view it as, uh, um, 
Like it comes out off the top. Like we, I always say to people, like I take the babysitting budget off the top. I mean, I'll go without a lot of things, but I can't go without my sanity. Yes. And <laughs> so that's kind of how I make the time. Like I said, me and I have we either split it. So we're not, oh, we're not parenting together. So we each can get some of that free time or we have the reinforcements come in that we pay to help us. I think that's amazing. And I love that line that you said, I let childcare be a part of my village. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I mean, that is huge. Like, cause it takes a village to raise kids and just acknowledging that, you know, you need to ask for help. You need to divide and conquer. You need to do what works for your family in this season of life. Like we keep coming back to. So I think that's really cool how you guys are able to like clock in clock out. You have expected roles are expected, yes. you know, like you each know what is expected of each other. So there totally. is no, like, I'm so irritated because I was cleaning the dishes and I cooked dinner and I'm doing bath time. Right. And like, but you're doing something else that you think is productive, but I want you to be productive over here so that I'm not with the kids anymore. Like, so yes. cut out all the BS and you're like this, we have clear expectations and then you also are making time for each other. You're making time for, you know, one-on-one time and, I mean, paid childcare is like massive. Um, can you speak yeah. a little bit more to what a mother's helper is and kind of what that looks like for you? Like, how do you utilize a mother's helper if somebody is not familiar with that? Sure. Yeah. So a mother's helper is a, just for how, what I call a mother's helper is uh, around between the ages of like 11 and 14. So it's usually a babysitter and we typically use girls. Um, but if you had all boys, you might want to try to, you know, there's definitely, I feel like some junior high boys who would wouldn't mind help babysitting. Um, but we use them, um, as again, as especially in different seasons of life, as it's, you know, over the past seven and a half years of motherhood, when the babysitting budget (laughs) was smaller, um, I was like, well, how do I get like, you know, you're like, Oh, childcare is everyone's like babysitters are so expensive. I just can't afford it. And I was like, well, there's gotta be a way around that. You know, like I, I'm, I'm very much like, I'm not a hustler, but I'm like, I'm, I'm scrappy. Like I'll make it work somehow, you know? And I knew from back in the day, because I was a mother's helper, I knew that Mm -hmm. that was a concept. I didn't know anyone who really used it anymore, but I was like, well, surely this, I can find a responsible, you know, sixth or seventh grader who can play with my kids while I'm getting a break. Cause again, I have little kids. So this is, you know, when you have kids, you have to keep an eye on, or they're going to get into mischief. Um, it's just uh, finding a babysitter who will basically play with your kids. So they come mm-hmm. over, they play with my kids. I don't leave with a mother's helper. Again, they don't have that experience. Okay. They're not going to be necessarily great in an emergency situation, um, but they're a great, great playmate. And so with having three kids, if I am like, okay, you know what? I actually want to go and uh, we, over the summer is when we were using one on a, a regular basis. And now we just call them as we need them over the weekends. But I had someone come because I wanted to have chunks of the afternoon, like three afternoons a week where I could get work done. But I knew aim again, like I said, my nanny has a, has a not flex or she has a flexible schedule, but it's inconsistent. Um, and my other babysitter was, she was doing an internship. So it was like, I wanted some consistency so I could plan like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if I wanted to book a podcast interview, if I want, if I knew I had to get editing done, or if I wanted to, you know, have a blog post to write. Um, but she just played with my kids, you know, she just went and, uh, first we tried to have them play outside. That was going to be part of it. That, that kind of fell apart. Cause my toddler's very clingy. Um, mm-hmm. but I can hide down here. I'm in my closet, my office, my closet office. Uh, so I can hide down here and they can't see me. Um, and so, yeah, so she just came and like, she was, you know, I had, I had, she's in eighth grade. Um, the ones that I used this year, but when my, when I only had two kids a couple of years before I had my son, when I was pregnant with my son, our mother's helper was in seventh grade. Cause it was like, you know, I, I, you have to feel out like how young, how responsible are they? And um, what are the needs of your kids? Right. Like if your kids exactly. are seven, that's a different need than a three-year-old. Right. Totally. The, mm-hmm. I have to find a mother's helper who can change a diaper. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause my son is still in diapers. Now I have a friend, um, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've helped other moms find mother's helpers. And one of um, my friends found a mother's helper. She had a 10 year old hmm. with her and she had, she has two, she has like one and a half and three and a half and just a very responsible 10 year old. 
perfect. Now she was just like, yeah, if the baby needed a diaper change, I would just do it. She would just come find me and I would do it. She's like, and it worked out fine. The girls didn't really mind. Again, if I come up there and I change my toddler's event, he's not letting go of me. He's like holding on. Even if he's having fun, if he sees me, he sees mom, it's all over. It's all over. So, um, right. So it depends on the needs of your kids and exactly the age. Again, now I'm using more of like the, the higher end, the 14 year olds to do this. Um, but yeah, if you just have, you just have one three-year-old and you're like, you know, I've I've worked with moms before who are like, well, my husband likes to go golfing every other Saturday, and I don't want to say no because like he is he enjoys it, he wants to see his friends, and then I'm like, okay, wait, when are you seeing your friends? Mm. I don't know, like it's for you know they don't they don't ever have a like I don't know. I'm like, well, how about we get a mother's helper to come every other Saturday when your husband's golfing? You're home at least, so at least you're doing something enjoyable. You know what I mean? Because that is again. A, a, much more affordable. I mean, my mother's helper is like half the cost of our, you know, career nanny. Mm. So it goes farther. And so, yeah, so that's where mother's helper, it's just, it's kind of like an old fashioned, I guess, sort of concept, but I'm bringing it back. (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm getting moms to try it out left and right. And I've just had a lot of moms have had success over the summer and really enjoyed it. And so I'm glad that I'm kind of like, you know, making it known that like you can, you can find one. I think that's huge. You know, I think about all the women that are like, God, when can I find time to like go to the grocery store that isn't eating into our fun weekend times? Or when can I find time to like plan some meals or like prep dinner ahead of time? Or when can I find 20 minutes to, you know, work out in the basement by myself? Like when can I find time to fold clothes? Like any of these things that you really want to make a priority in your life, but I think about the ones that will really fill you up, you know? Totally. So, yeah. And I was a mother's helper when I was younger. Like I made, right? my own okay, little, yeah. I made my own business cards, man. And I like handed them out to moms in the neighborhood and like, they would stay at home and do whatever moms do. And I would hang out and play with their kids. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yes. No, I know that's, and I, it's funny. Cause my aunt had a home daycare when my aunt who's when her kids were little, and I, and so she would have me come over a couple of afternoons after the daycare kids left because she, she was like with these kids all day. Mm-hmm. So I go and I I'd watch my cousins, my two cousins, so she could get a break. And yeah, that's where I kind of was like, yeah, this is a thing people used to do. I think now, I think these days you're like, oh my god, eleven watching my kids. It's like we do have to like have a little bit of trust. You do have to find the eleven year olds, the eleven year olds out there who are responsible or yes. again higher range. You can use like thirteen, fourteen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I think if you give a try, if you give it a try, you're going to love it. Cause my kids love when they come over now, cause my kids love to have a playmate. They love, yes. my kids love to play. So it's just a really, it's a great, like a win-win for both of us. Definitely. I think that's genius. I think that's so, so smart. Um, a couple of questions that I want to wrap up with that I kind of like to, to ask everybody. Um, and they're just a little bit lighter questions, but I'm curious what book are you reading or listening to if you're into reading? Yes, um, I am. I do love to read, but I actually do listen. Yeah. So most of the time now I get audio books. Um, I used to read paper books. I don't know. And then I, and then I stopped reading. And then when I discovered audiobooks, I was like, Oh, this is, yeah, I can do this again. Game so changer. yes. Um, so I'm currently reading, I feel like I'm going to butcher the title, but, um, I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. I don't know if you've heard that, heard of it. It's like new, um, and Jeanette McCurdy, I hope I'm saying her name right. Was, um, on the show with Ariana Grande back in the day, Carly, I Carly mm. maybe. Okay. She was a child actress and the book is about her mom. Uh, like her mom had a lot of mental, her mom had cancer and then her mom had a lot of mental health issues and she wanted her to be a actress. And so the whole book is really, and I'm not finished with it yet, but currently in the middle of it is centered around how all of her choices were made thinking like, well, what would my mom want me to do? Mm. Like what would, what, what would make my mom happy? Right. And so I, um, I have a really, I have a really complex relationship with my mom because my mom is, she's currently been sober for about 14 months, but my mom has struggled with alcoholism and pill addiction for my entire life. Mm. So I have this complex relationship with my mom and reading this book is just, I really, I applaud her for putting it on paper because I, I just know how vulnerable she's being and it really normalize, not, not normalizes, I guess it's, um, 
it, it, it validates or it just really uh, resonates with me, somebody else having a complex relationship with their mother. And um, yeah, so it's just really good. And I think, and yeah, so I just applaud her for putting it all out there because I'm not finished with it, but I've just heard that she's just super honest throughout the entire book. I have seen that I think on Instagram, like someone sharing something like yeah. putting it in their stories. And I'm like, that's a really interesting title. I wonder what that's about. And there's just something about, um, especially when it comes to like our mothers, right. There's su- it's such a complex yes. dynamic between a daughter and her mother, especially, um, there's who that's a dark hole. We can go down. Oh, right. Right. Um, exactly. That's why we're all in therapy. Yes. And I think that that's the thing is you don't have to have a completely, I mean, like, again, I think her mom's like, her mom was a hoarder. Or there's just, so much going on. You don't have to have that like complex relationship, even to pull things out of this. I, yeah, I, I do. I enjoy books that really examine um, the mother daughter aspect. Cause it yeah. is very interesting. And I have daughters, you know, so now yes. it's like, you know, it's like the cycle. Yes. How do I not F them up? And it's nice to know, like I'm not alone in this. Right. So that's really cool. I'll have to give that one a listen. I'm a fan of both like reading for fun and nonfiction. So I'll have to add that one to my list. Um, I meet, yeah, me too. And it's so funny though. It's they're always nonfiction. I like personal development, but even when I read for fun, I swear I'm still reading like the other books that I love are like, uh, don't buy or buy yourself the fucking lilies. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, that's Tara Schuster's. Um, and then I read uh, Christina Kuzmik's book. I forget what it's called. Like, hold on, hold still, but don't not tight or something. I still, if I'm reading for fun, it's still nonfiction. It's I don't still know. Nonfiction. I, just, yes, I love real story. People that's will give cool. me a novel, a novel suggestion and it'll seem good. And then I just, yeah, I can't, I can't get my, I used to read novels, but yeah, not anymore. I literally just this year started reading like fiction books again. Cause I've been a big audible junkie for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Long time. That's how I got really into personal development books. And it was like the only way I could really read nonfiction is to listen mm-hmm. to it. But, um, I kind of teeter back and forth between reading it in like paper so I can highlight it and then reading it in audible, but I've been starting to read for fun again. And it's, it's, I like it. I've been reading a lot of Colleen Hoover books. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really exactly know what the term smut me like S M U T literature, but like those are the kind of books I'm in. I know, I know what it means, but like, yes. that's what but it's, but Colleen Hoover is it? She's like that, but thriller, right? Yes. Isn't it? It's like a little bit about, yeah, yeah. A little some modern of her, Some of her are more thrilly. Some of them are more romantic, but they all have a little spiciness to them. So I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love it. So those are the books that you're reading. What about podcasts? Do you have any favorite podcasts that you're, that you're binging currently? Yeah. Let me think. Well, obviously yours. I love your podcast. Um, It's always so real and I enjoy that. I don't like the, I don't like the fluffy, like cook, you know, sugar coated elements of being healthy because I try to be as healthy as I can be, but I don't want it to be like someone making me feel bad Mm, about it. Um, and then I also, I mean, I love Glennon Doyle's podcast. I, I think that it's yes. just, Glennon is just, I, she, she recently had, um, Dr. Becky, who I do adore, but she's a parenting expert and she, she uh, was, Glennon said like, well, I wasn't going to, you know, people have been emailing me for months to have Dr. Becky on. And I wasn't going to, cause she's a parenting expert and I'm not going to have anybody come on here and make any of the women who listen to my podcast feel like bad mothers. And I was like, th- like, thank, yes, you. thank you, Glenn. Like, she's thank you, like, Mama Glennon. Right. <laughs> she's like, sure. We fucked them up. We made, we made some bad choices, but I don't need to, I don't have a time machine, but Dr. Becky's philosophy and she has her own podcast. I tend to not, I don't really ever get around to listening to hers, but I love her on Instagram, but she, you know, has a very similar just philosophy of just like trying your best, doing your best. And every day, like if you make a mistake, you just apologize and you work, you work at it. You're never messing your kids up if to a, a place that is not reconcilable. If you're not, if you're working on it, you know what I mean? If you're in a forward motion. So I think Lennon just brings on guests and has conversations that, are really good. And I would like, I would like to have more of those conversations. Myself. Mm. I find myself being more into, yeah, like having these, like having those, it's so real, right? Like it's like, yeah, please don't make me feel like a bad mom. But then they had this completely intelligent conversation that I gained a lot from, 
while still not being like, oh God, I messed, I messed them up. It doesn't induce shame or, or, yes. or guilt. Um, yes. Her podcast is called We Can Do Hard Things. And it yes, is, that's right. That's oh, right. it's we can do so hard. good. I can I Anything yes. from Glennon, I will the like, hook line and thinker. If you haven't read Untamed by Glennon yes. Doyle, like so good. Do not press go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Like go and buy that book. I just bought the journal, the Untamed journal from Target. Yes, yes. Haven't opened it like to really dive in, but I'm like, oh, this is gonna be juicy. Yes, yes. <laughs> that that book is what I have on audio. I have right up here. I have it in paper book because I yeah, that's an, one I did like to highlight. Um, and then yeah, the journal I love too because of it's such thought provoking questions. I just yeah, I think she's so great, and it's just um, a dose of reality that sometimes I'm just like oh, things I never even thought about, and like Glennon's like bringing them out. So I really enjoy, yeah. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed that podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And of course your podcast, the undomestic. Yes, mom my podcast. Own. I do. I listen to, <laughs> I do listen to my own podcast just to make sure it doesn't sound crazy. Um, and <laughs> I do too. That, I do too. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, damn, that was really good for you. And I will, and you know, to, to say like, to like have a moment, like we can be proud of ourselves. I literally today had somebody who I've known her for 20 years, but she just became a mom. Uh, she, she's younger than me. And she just had her first son about six months ago. And she DM'd me. We were talking on Facebook Messenger, actually. And she was saying like, oh, by the way, you know, that episode you did, I, I had an episode where I talked about like my mom not being in my life. And she was like, I just want to let you know that re- episode resonated with me. I loved it so much. It Like you hit the nail on the head. And I was like, thank you like thank you know so sometimes yes. it is like you just love to so it's always wonderful to hear things that people have to say about episodes and content you put out into the world so absolutely yes. which is a, a nice little like side note PSA like if you listen to our podcast and you freaking like it like send us a dm on instagram like yes, yes. A dm yes. people mom, love yeah. domestic mom shoot me a dm like be like yo this episode was awesome. Or be like, yo, this episode was like, not cool, but I like all the rest of yours. Send us your feedback. We would like, we love feedback. It tells us good, bad, or otherwise it tells us what's resonating with you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I did. I had, I actually had, you know, again, I talk about the mother's helpers, the babysitters a lot. And I had, uh, one of my listeners who listens to almost every episode say to me, I do love this advice. It's great. I live on a farm though. And so I can't, it's, that's not accessible to me. And like, do you have any other tips? And so we kind of troubleshot like some other things she could do. It's not exactly what I do. It's not as conventional. Um, but I adored the fact that she came to me and was like, hey, this is awesome. It doesn't apply to my life though. Do you think you could apply it to my life? You know what I mean? So 100. That's yeah. so good. I love that. Again, yeah. like not being afraid to ask for help, like speak right. up ask for help. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Last question for you. And then we can wrap it up, but I'm curious, um, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given lately or like ever? So the best piece of advice I've ever been given, and I wasn't sure if this was going to be too spicy, but I think we've, we've covered spicy things so I can say it. Um, the leading up to the summer, I got married at the end of the summer, not this summer, like nine years ago, but like that whole summer, anytime I, would like see an aunt or I'd see like a friend's mom or anybody who just like had been married for a while. I was like, Oh, what's like, what's your best marriage advice for me? I don't know. I was just like, I want to know all the good marriage advice. And one of my best friend's mom said to me, it sounds so strange, but nine years later, I still take it to heart. Um, she was like, never stop having sex with your husband. Mm. And I was like, no, no, okay, that's what she's like, no, no, no. She's like, you will get to a point in your marriage where she's like, I know it seems weird now, but you're going to get to a point in your marriage where a week turns into a month and a month turns into three months and that can turn into six. And she's like, and it, it happens in the blink of an eye. And she's like, it's the hardest thing to reverse, to mm. get back to an intimate spot. If you ever, she's like, so try to just never get to that spot. Cause then you'll never have to go in reverse. Um, and so throughout, you know, like we talk about motherhood and we talk about all these things. And I think that a lot of times we're like, oh, our husband's uh, like, it's kind of almost like a punchline. Like, oh, my husband. But it's like, I do love my husband. We have, he's my, he is my best friend and we have a great time together. Um, and so I like to put being intimate, like as a priority in my life. And so that when, when she said that, I kind of, it's not like I never say no, but I really try to never say no. Mm. Um, and 
think that's easier as women. Like sometimes you're like, okay, uh, I might only have five minutes for you, but I try. Like I said, <laughs> if you want what's on the offer on the table. Um, and then, and I think that that has really been beneficial, you know, and then I try to just be, you know, keep that top of mind in life in general, that if you, and not always, I, again, I'm, I'm in a healthy marriage, so I don't want to say this to somebody who maybe isn't in a healthy marriage, but if you are in a healthy marriage and you're just feeling there's a little bit of like tension, you're not sure why, like maybe examine that mm. and, and like, you know, get into like, again, for the, for so many reasons, but like that intimacy and that, uh, like, the 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 you know like just the I've got like the hormonal connection you know you have ap- afterwards that you just like you reconnect in that way and sometimes I think we don't talk about that enough because we yes. don't it feels taboo kind of but it's such an important part like it's of so life. true I mean we could do a whole podcast just about this I feel like <laughs> And it's funny because when she gave you that advice, right? Like you said, nine years ago, before you got married, you're probably like, what? Like we're never going to stop doing it. You know? Right. I was like, okay, you don't even know. You don't even know. And then you have kids and you're like, oh, it could really, I mean, life can really, days turn into weeks or, you know, it can go by like that, especially if you are in a tougher spot in life, because then that tends to be what's going on the back burner. Definitely. It feels like that, that is at the core of everything, right? Like with your marriage or relationship, like that is at the very, very center. Cause like, if you're not having sex and it's like, well, are you just like roommates? Are you business partners? Right. Logistic yes. partners. And like, and it's this interesting, I've started to follow a lot of like really cool sex therapists and stuff on Instagram because they talk yeah. about this kind of thing. Yes. And it's like, you know, you as a woman want to feel connected to have sex, but they want to be having sex to feel connected to you. Exactly. And it is, it's this like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it is like, that is, that is great advice. Like invest in your own sex life because yes, <laughs> it'll yes. pay off dividends in the long run. Right. Right. And don't, and put that, like I said, put that little five minute on the table. Like, Hey, this is what I have to offer and uh, take it or leave mm-hmm. it. And I, they're going to take it. So, yes. you know, just, like that's yeah just don't let feel like it's always going to be especially like at night I never like I, again I'm tired I gotta find the time during the day to make that's, it that's so good I love that no one's ever given me that on the podcast I love that oh good <laughs> we legit need to do a whole we'll do another podcast we should sex. I would love it yes <laughs> I will I know I'm like I, I'm no expert but I do I just like to talk about like that's something that I enjoy I really enjoy relationship dynamics like mm. uh like you know, romantic married relationship dynamics, because I think that they're so important to our, our daily happiness. Um, but they often get overlooked, you know, like we, we, we forget about ourselves first. And the second thing we forget about it is our, our partnership and our, the person that we're in love with. And so they like, they fall away. And for some reason I have this like obsession with like highlighting these things, like, don't forget about them. Well, maybe we're putting it out into the universe. Stay tuned for some kind of part two between me and you. (laughs) Cause it's all, it's all intertwined. Well, before we sign off, would love for you to share with the listeners where they can find you, where they can, can connect with you and y'all make sure and go give Taryn a follow. Sure. Yeah. So, um, right. Like I said, I'm the host of the Unimestic Mom podcast. So you can find me over there. I do episodes every week. Like I said, talking about any of the ways you can utilize finding more time for yourself. Um, and then I'm also on domestic mom on Instagram. I do daily reels for same sort of things, whether sometimes it's humor, sometimes it's real life advice, but just again, to like put yourself first and not, not, not necessarily always, but like to put yourself up on that priority list. Um, and then if they're interested in dappling into that mother's helper, like if that, you know, again, it's not something I know that a lot of people talk about, but if that perked their ears up they can go to undomesticmom.com slash fit life and they can get a little pdf and i go into like the pricing structure i use i go into a couple questions you can uh ask them i go into like places that i you can find them um so just a little bit of more information on that specific thing if you're like i would like a little bit more help in my life and some time to myself go grab that and um and then you can always dm me on instagram if you have more questions about it Yes. Well, I'll make sure and put that specific link in the show notes. So if you want to um, get any more help or details on how you do mother's helpers to create 
some more space for you. We will put all of that in the show notes, but this has been so much fun talking to you. I feel like we have come like full circle. So thank you so much for your time and for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yes. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Until next time. Hey, you want to know how you can help me? Why don't you screenshot this podcast and share it to your social media? Tag me. My Instagram is at the fit life with Jessica. Take it another step further and leave me a review and a five-star rating in Apple podcast. It would mean the world to me. Thanks friend. Thank you.